Hey there, and welcome to another Flophouse Mini, a shorter off-week episode of a podcast that's normally about watching bad movies and talking about it, but on these minis, we just kind of talk about whatever the fuck. Uh, (laughs) I'm your host, Stuart Wellington, and joining me are my co-hosts, Dan McCoy and Elliot Kalen. Hey guys, do you like my vocal fry? Uh, No, I don't. Uh, uh, me. Yes. Hey, hey, does that burger come with a side of fries? <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, in uh, uh, in England, they call it vocal chips. Uh, <laughs> they do, huh? <laughs> That's cool. That's for sure. Now, guys, times have been a little bit tough Uh for everybody, for, well, a lot of reasons, um, at least for me. We're going to focus on me, though. Me is, that it's all about me today. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why uh, we have this time, Stu, so you can, yeah. <laughs> so this is your time, you know, that so you're I paying can, for it. Just unload, you know. Yeah, we had uh-huh. uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and now this is Stu Year's Day, where we focus on Stu. Yeah, uh, and on Stu Year's Day, I got, you know, I got a text from my therapist. He's like, hey, why aren't you, co- aren't you coming in today? You have an appointment. I'm like, oh, no, I'm doing a podcast. I don't need therapy today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And your therapist was like, you do a podcast? You must be super cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we haven't covered this before. <laughs> it's not that big a part of my life. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's a big part of therapy. I mean, is is being a therapist and telling uh, your your what charge uh, that yeah, they that's are, what a therapist, patient, or client is known as is a charge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that they are your ward. super cool. Yeah, uh, yeah ward. Um, so uh, times feel a little bit tough, as as I said, you know, smiling through the tears. Um, luckily, the podcast is going okay. But uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but. My my other career, in addition to being a podcaster, is uh, I own a couple of bars, and the bar biz is uh, hit a hit a rocky patch lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of people going out, uh, and you know. So uh, you're going to bring the booze to them with booze drones. Now well, you just that's... slap a <laughs> slap a bottle on a drone, send uh-huh. it over. We are uh-huh. breaking several interstate uh, commerce laws, so uh... and international because they're going overseas. <laughs> uh huh. And I'm slapping and I'm slapping cameras on those drones so I can get as much found footage as possible. <laughs> well, it's not found footage per se. I mean, I guess if <laughs> well, the, when the drones crash, Dan, it's fine. What if he picks up a ghost or a Blair Witch on that drone? That's yeah, found that's footage. True. Yeah, I found it. <laughs> and then he walked over to the drone and picked it up using his feet when he walked. Yeah. That's footage. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, for people who aren't familiar with, uh, you know, I'm giving everybody uh, a peek uh, of our private lives. Some people might not be familiar with us. For some folks, for some listeners, this might be their first episode, in which case, turn it off, go listen to a different one. <laughs> listen to the one where I talk about Warhammer. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll so give you like, a better idea of what the show's like. <laughs> I just want, basically what I'm trying to say is that of the three of us, I'm the only one who isn't a working TV writer. Mm. So I thought... Why not we make it all three of us are TV writers? Why not so we, we make uh, it indeed? You've got that writer's <laughs> ear. <laughs> you, you do talk like my two-year-old who says things like, yeah, I did do did that. Yeah, so I'm introducing he, he a new... My, so just my, my two-year-old, all the time, I'll be like, do you want this cookie? I do want that cookie. Wait, you don't want it? No, uh-huh. I do. And it's like, you don't uh-huh. have you don't need to use so many words. Just say yes. Yeah. I mean, they... Do you, 
do your children get frustrated with being interrupted all the time, or do you just reserve that shit for me and Dan? Oh no, no, it's a it's a real it's a real uh, comeuppance where I'm constantly interrupted by them. Mm. Uh huh. So we, I'd like to introduce a new segment here on the Flophouse Mini, uh, and it is called Stuart Hollywoodington colon apotheosis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I would love to see where this is headed. <laughs> this, so this doubles as a metal album. Uh-huh, yep. So, I, so guys, clearly, I love movies. I love cinema. But I also have a deep, sharp understanding for television. As you guys might remember on a previous episode, I created the perfect uh, description of all television. The perfect balance for any TV show is cop and not a cop. So the best way for me to get a high-paying Hollywood job, now that I have already figured out the the secret to Hollywood, is to I mean, pitch. you realize that's really more of a movie pitch. <laughs> well, so... Uh, wait, I don't know about that. You wait, got your, cop your, and not a cop? Like every TV show. Yeah, right? you got, like, say, Castle. You got cop and uh, then uh, a paperback mystery writer. Or, I mean, I guess they were... Okay, start so, out that's, so that's Castle. Paperback. That's one show out of the peak television of six uh, or seven hundred shows. I mean, there's what about the, What about... Bones, dude. One of them's a cop and the other one's bones, I think. Mm-hmm. And the other one's a skeleton. That's yeah. true. I mean, and on, on girls, Lena Dunham is a cop and her friends are not cops. Now, and, uh, uh, the Scarecrow and Mrs. King, that's a spy, not a spy, yes. but it's basically uh-huh. the same thing. Moonlighting yeah, is a it's true. detective, I mean, these, uh, not a detective. But, I love you know. that you, you really have your, your finger on the pulse, Dan, of what's going on with TV <laughs> these days. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, so, it is a classic formula. Now, which one was Hardcastle and which one was McCormick? <laughs> which one was Simon and which one was Simon? So I know, I assume Jake was the cop since the fat man could not pass the physical. <laughs> oh, you would be surprised, Elliot. That was a show that I got very excited about to watch as a kid. It seemed like an adult program, and when I <laughs> stayed up late to watch it, I felt like I was being an adult. Uh, so I figured, now you guys, once again, I'm turning to you guys. You guys are the professionals in this business. Mm-hmm. And I figured, I'm assuming the best way to get a high-paying Hollywood gig, Elliot, I'm looking to you for this one, the best way is to pitch a hit TV show. Just like, take a hit TV show and pitch it straightforward, and that's how you get the job. You mean, you mean take a show that's already a hit and pitch it again, or pitch a show that becomes a hit? Well, we'll see. So... <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Cobra Kai lately, and Uh I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's a hot TV show that takes Mm -hmm. a popular movie from the 1980s, Karate Kid, Mm -hmm. that people have a lot of nostalgia for, and then they create a sequel that comes out, uh, a a sequel to the story that's kind of like a modern take on it. In this case, it adds a new perspective where we have like Johnny, who was previously the villain. It's set many years later, and the the previous villain is actually an unlikely hero, and it kind of updates the whole thing. And I feel like that is, with that in mind, Stuart Hollywoodington is going to take it up to the next level, and you guys are going to help me with some of these pitches. How does that sound? Do you guys think you can, without... Interrupting me a million times. Let's see. Uh, I can't that, promise you that yeah, part, that but I will part say seems... this. I will say, not joking. That is a very good strategy. If you can find a previously existing piece of IP that has nostalgia and name value, and you find a new take on it that you can showify, adapt into a show, then yes, that is a good way to get into professional television writing. Now, to get the meetings to pitch this show is going to take a number of more steps, but we'll get to that later. Hit us with these pitches. Give us these so, pitches. So. I feel like a natural progression. So I'm mainly thinking about movies that I remember watching a lot as a kid. Since I'm, you know, already super familiar with it, I have a memory like a steel trap. 
So the first one I'm going to go go with that I think is uh, that I associate is very similar in some ways to Karate Kid is Back to the Future. And this is an easy one because an easy twist on it is instead of worrying about that Marty McFly guy, let's find out what Biff is all about, right? Mm. Now, here we have Biff. Mm. He's an old man. He senses that there's something kind of wrong with his life, something wrong with the universe. Things aren't quite how they should be. He should be on top, not this Marty McFly clown. So, due to something that will work out in time, okay. he travels through, he <laughs> finds a hole. way to travel through time and space to try and make things right or wrong, depending on your perspective, uh, and finally get what's his. So what do you think, guys? We can bring all... Uh, how hard do you think this will be? I feel like the whole cast is still alive, right? Dan, jump on IMDb. You got to find out if the whole cast is still alive. <laughs> we Leah need Thompson. the whole cast in. It only works with the whole cast. I mean, Crispin Glover is going to be hard to get, but let's bring him in, you know? Uh, I, I feel like Crispin Glover would be down when he hears that this is a fresh new take on the material. <laughs> I mean, let's let's gloss over the fact that the star, Michael J. Fox, has, uh, has retired for health-related reasons and just oh, keep yeah. going with the premise. Other than that... It is a that is a solid solid adaptation premise. So here's what I'm going to tell you is Biff the Biff we see at the end of the first movie who is waxing George McFly's car because he's just uh-huh. a, you know he can't he's a loser now. He's visited by the Council of Cross Time Biffs. That's right. I'm stealing that premise <laughs> from the Avengers because yeah. Back to the Future Two introduced us to the concept of alternate dimensions. There is an alternate world where Biff is the president mayor of wherever they live. Whatever you know, he's basically Trump but just in that one town and. Uh-huh. They've decided that this Biff is not cutting it, and he's got to figure out a way to get back on top, or else they're going to revoke his Biff card, which basically means killing him or erasing his his existence or something like that. You know. Now it's oh. it's eerie how similar that is to like a Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> yeah, it really Rick is. And Morty but is, by the is, way, is, pitching a Rick and Morty episode another way to get a hot Hollywood gig. I'd imagine that's that's true. I mean, that is it is. I had a conversation with another. Uh, entertainment professional recently where i was like well rick and morty's just back to the future but they're mean to each other and the guy was like wait what he had not he had not realized it had not put two and two together <laughs> I, oh that's great i do think well see here's my uh gloss on this though i do think that uh you're gonna get you're not gonna get past the uh fact that um let's call him biff prime is a is a sex <laughs> yes. criminal uh, so that's I think that's going to be hard to redeem that character. So the thing about Back to the Future is everyone in Back to the Future is just clones of their parents, uh, except for Crispin Glover and uh, Leah Thompson. Like either clones or it, it leaps a generation, or like in weird cases, uh, Leah Thompson, who's not part of the McFly line, uh, the great great grandmother in the old west uh-huh. still looks like leah thompson so it's about yeah much like star wars it's about uh the bloodlines of these families so what if uh there's a biff further down the line on the bloodline who is maybe a nicer biff who realizes that uh you know he, his anger is that not only has marty uh ruined biff prime's life but the entire uh biff family has has now been destroyed Here's where I'm going to. Here's where I'm going to uh, try to try to not yes and you, Dan. So I'm going to say one. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is the age of the antihero. So yeah, like, Biff is no, a bad boy. No butt him. That bad boy may, means that he assaulted Leah Thompson at the prime. I don't uh, think we want to go down this road, Elliot. I think, and he's look. If it's we want one of the one of the 
hottest TV shows of the golden age of television. The one about a mobster who kills all the people closest to him. The one mm-hmm. about a mild-mannered man who becomes a drug dealer and kills all the people closest to him. And the one about... Uh, an ad man who just cannot keep his dick mm-hmm. in his pants and is just I, lying his head I, off. I mean, Elliot, for sure, for reality, we can uh, sell a show about a horrible person. But for the fun zones of laugh-em-ups, I was just trying to steer us into... Well, but yeah, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm saying. So what I'll say then is the series is not about Biff trying to get back on top now. Forget that. Biff discovers that all of Marty McFly's bouncing around in, ta- in time has really warped and damaged the space-time continuum. Am I drawing on another Marvel Comics storyline? Yes, I am. The Age yeah. of Ultron crossover, uh-huh. not the movie. Uh, yep. And so he's an unlikely hero because he's a bad guy, but he's gonna his only chance to turn over a new leaf and redeem himself is to fix the space-time continuum because this Marty McFly guy is has been playing the universe like it's a electric guitar at a prom and so he's got a he's not the man he's not the right man for the job but he's the man who has to do the job biff to the future coming to apple tv probably or how about this what if scott bacula just like leaps into a bunch of like a shit ton of biffs like you know like biff has been fucking up you know like whether it's grandpa biff or or main biff like they've been fucking up for generations (laughs) so Scott Bakula just, you know, like leaps through like four or five biffs. It's a limited series, you know, on HBO. So, so this is so you're positing right at the beginning that that Quantum Leap and Back to the Future take place in the same universe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> makes a lot I, of sense to me. I don't know if you if you forgot that those are two different things, but they. <laughs> oh, a crossover between existing properties isn't going to be profitable, Elliot. Yeah, you're, yeah. Forget, you're keeping your you're taking your eyes off the prize, which is to to you know get Stewart a job. No, yeah, no, I'm, exactly. just, I'm, I'm just saying it's twice as much IP that you're going to have to get the rights to, and that's, that's difficult. True. But again, this is just for fun, so throw whatever you want in there. Throw yeah. Jurassic Park in there, <laughs> throw Schindler's List in there. They're all all the Spielberg movies, too. Throw them in there. All the Robert Zemeckis and Spielberg movies and now Quantum Leap. Throw them in one thing. Uh-huh. they got to take the Polar Express. Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is Ready Player One, I guess. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're basically just describing the t-shirts that keep getting pitched to me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so I got, a, I got a whole bunch of these to get through, so I'm going to move to the next one. And to help me with this one, I'm going to need a little help from uh, another pitch man, my, my favorite pitch man I know, Charlene Wellington. Come on oh. down. Hi, guys. Oh, uh, let me uh, let me set you set you up here. So this one we're going to do uh, we're going to do a little sequel or prequel. I don't exactly know what she has in mind here. For now, the- now St- Stuart, Charlene is your daughter. This is how you flatter women, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, that, pretty good. I mean, I guess I do have a I do have a new ring light, so our skin looks really great. So <laughs> Actually, your skin does look, both look great. And I but apologize; now- I should not have been so misogynist with my compliments. Alternately, it could work the other way. Uh, Charlene, is this your son, Stuart? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based on most of my behavior and interests, you could guess that. Uh, so this we're gonna ta- uh, this is gonna be a sequel, prequel, or something related to. <laughs> One of my favorite movies growing up, uh, Better Off Dead. Mm. Better Off Dead, my favorite Christmas movie. Better Off Dead, the story of the paper boy. <laughs> so the paper boy is all grown up. He's got a successful business, nothing fancy, maybe like a landscaping business. Um, Lane is the villain because, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. yeah, because he's rich. He's got, he can afford to put his girlfriend's face on every one of his hangers. 
And it's not like <laughs> now he had to get those printed. It's not like now where you just print it on your computer. Like he had to take these photos, get the film developed, go to the photo mat, yeah. get them all printed and have them put on all the hangers. And this guy, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had a paper route, but you have to pay in advance for the papers. <laughs> yes. So, yes, I did have then, a paper route. We've then, seen yeah. newsies. We know yeah, how it works. He just refuses to pay $2 and no tip. That's yeah. ridiculous. So, oh, Muscles is here. Anyway, Lane is, Lane is the villain, and it's like all the paper boys, they're all grown up, and I think maybe they have like a successful landscaping business, yeah. and all the kids in the neighborhood work for them, mm-hmm. but they're also in competition with like the rich guy's kids, uh-huh. right? Okay, you following me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm kind of okay. not sure why he's still mad about the two dollars at this point. If it, no, if it he's, clearly he's, he's not now mad. Successful no, he's not mad. He's moved on. He's moved oh, okay. on. He's a successful landscaper. But now, like the neighborhood kids work for him. You know, the less fortunate, the well, less rich kids, and you know the kids of the skiers. Uh-huh. They're like in competition. They hate each other. So it sounds right? like only good things seem to happen on yes. this show. It's like but, entourage, but for paper. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's narrated kind of like those um, Rudolph the Reindeer movies by the hamburger in a Van ha- oh. Eddie Van Halen sound alike voice. Oh, I thought you were going to so say Burl like Ives breaks. narrated it, which was, I would have to break <laughs> that something would actually to you. Be- <laughs> yeah, does does Booger have well, a kid too in it, or to... is it just all the Bo- characters have kids? Surely Booger. Has so many pages of fucking <laughs> no, I just have one page of notes. Booger, Booger has like a hardware store or something, and he's just fine. He's doing fine. Ricky's a hoarder. Ricky's mom is at a nursing home. I love this. Is a show about people growing up and having respectable middle class small businesses. Yeah. Yeah, like know, no one's right, no one's doing, no one's right, no one's super know. wealthy. Everyone's doing fine. They're well, stable. There's the this wealthy. Is good. There's the wealthy kids and the and the working class kids, and they're at odds. Okay. Um, I I don't think they do karate though. This, this sounds like this pitch sounds like the like the polar opposite of the Real Housewives franchise because nobody's wealthy and there's no drama. I mean, you could do, you could no, go like the drama. the Riverdale route with this, and it would be all about the sexy children of the Better Off Dead crew. I don't know that you want to say sexy children, Dan. Okay, I children in the sense that like I am the child of my parents, Elliot. I know, no, different... I know what you meant. I just don't, someone's going to make a soundboard where you press a button and it's you saying "sexy children," and you don't want that. And now I've said it, so now they can make that soundboard for me. God. And and all the kids hang out at the the Porky's. Uh, hamburger joint. Uh-huh, yeah, right? Porky's, That's sure. like their peach pit. Uh-huh. It's called Porky's Peach Pit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a real, it's a real slice of life story. This, it's, yeah. It feels like this is a, you know, it's a, it's uh I wonder if this is maybe more of a breaking away show, the way you're you know describing what? it, you know. I think instead of fighting, they have song and dance offs. Mm. They just break into song. Okay. Well, everybody loves songs and dances, so that was that's our pitch for Better Off Dead. Everybody has a nice uh, business. Everybody's doing okay, but not great. And then there's songs and dancing. <laughs> I mean, I, I think said, right Ricky's now and the kids hang out at a place. A oh, okay, yeah. So and the what? Okay. I mean, right now though, I think people want people okay. have a real thirst for a show that's mostly just pleasant. I mean, like that's what everyone yeah. wants in, in 
quarantine yeah. times. Like Zoe's extraordinary playlist, but nobody's dying. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> I mean, Shit's Creek has ended, right? So there's really there's yeah. real room for like a show that just makes you feel just makes you feel warm. Exactly. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a while before we get yeah. some new Ted Lasso. You gotta you gotta fill that niche. Yeah, I don't have Apple Plus, so uh, we're moving on to the next I got, one. I got a thing. This is this is a fir- this is a uh, one percenter gripe. I got a thing in the mail that was like for award season. Here's your viewing code for Apple Plus for your consideration. I was like, oh great, I'll finally get to watch that Ted Lasso show. And then it was just for their original movies, so I can watch that Tom Hanks World War II Navy movie. And I was like, great, thanks. I wanted to see but, Ted Lasso. But Elliot, you're a dad. That is right up your alley. <laughs> I did. I did say. I did say when when uh, my wife and I looked at it. I did. I did say, hmm, this is solid dad stuff. <laughs> like, hmm, I wonder, uh, I wonder how many epaulets he has on that thing he's wearing. <laughs> Do you know, uh, let, let me uh, pause the movie here just to talk about the tonnage that that ship could carry in those, in those types of waters. Uh, it's not riding low enough. <laughs> Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow, the cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast, oh yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, woke discussions, man, and jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices, myself excluded, I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Saturdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. (laughs) So I think this is uh, talking about epaulets and tonnage. I think it's a perfect time for us to uh, take a little break from uh, from all this. I know everybody's worked up (laughs) listening to all my pitches. By the way, I forgot to say this right up front, but fucking TM, dude. Nobody can steal this shit. This is mine. Yeah, it's uh, all based on pre-existing material that other and, other and people have okay. Dear God, dear God, do not uh, do not not give Charlene credit. Let me tell you. Uh, okay, so we're going to do a quick word from our sponsors. That's who keeps the lights on here at the Flophouse, uh, and it's the Flophouse that keeps the lights on in my life. Uh, this word is the the sponsor from for today's episode is Squarespace. Squarespace is a way to make a beautiful website. Uh, you can turn your cool idea into a brand new website. Uh, you can blog or publish content. You can sell stuff. You can sell services of all kinds, uh, like screenwriting help, like what I'm asking for right now, and more. Uh, Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers. Not just regular old designers like the one you see down the street, unless they are a world-class designer, in which case, more power to them. They're probably working for Squarespace. Yeah. Uh, Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. You don't have to, uh, I don't know, like plug it into something else and do something else and (laughs) twist a knob and pull a lever. It's ready to go right out of the box. Um, and it provides a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. I'm assuming that has something to do with what you plug into your little Google search bar. I don't know exactly. <laughs> and it's free and secure hosting. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, man, I messed this one up. Uh, so, go check out squarespace.com slash flop. For a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code FLOP, F-L-O-P, to save 10% on 
off of your first purchase of a website or domain. Oh, well, well, well. Not so easy, is it, Mr. Wellington? Oh, looky what we have here. Oh, ta-ta-ta-ta. Oh, you caught me. <laughs> you, you, uh, you create a little petard uh, by sending me the email right yep. before the show while I was doing other stuff. And then I yeah, stepped that, directly uh, Dan, on that Dan, petard. That was, that was entrapment. That was entrapment, I was prepared Daniel. to read this. And then at the last minute, we decided it made more sense for Stuart to read it if he was in the driver's seat. He would know no, he got... where the natural break is. I feel like, Dan, a friend would say, I'm prepared. Why don't you just tell me to go and then I'll, and then I'll do it okay. rather than throwing you to the wolves. The Squarespace Ugh. Wolves. I'm trying to be helpful. Squarespace. Build it, beautiful. That used to be their slogan. <laughs> That's not their slogan Squarespace, not their the slogan stability anymore. of the square with the openness of outer space. Yeah. Okay, guys, uh, we're back, and you guys are helping me put together my TV pitches into some kind of, what, resume? I don't know. I don't know what writers do. <laughs> Wait, this is your premise. <laughs> so... Uh, welcome back to Stuart Hollywoodington colon apotheosis. <laughs> the next the next property that I think is ripe for a sequel is a little movie called Coming to America. Oh, I mean, I it mean, is. They are releasing a sequel to that movie you, soon. <laughs> uh, is it a TV show? Uh, it's a no. movie that they're doing for what, Amazon, I think. Or? Well, it is, it is either so Amazon or Netflix, a home streaming yeah. service. So, so wait a minute. Wouldn't it make a lot of sense if they released a TV show at the same time to kind of like tie it all together? Uh, does it tie it together or is it, will it be a <laughs> We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so the premise here is it is set in modern day, okay. uh, many years after the original movie came out, mm -hmm. uh, which I did not do the research to find out the exact release date. Uh, 80s. We, you know it's the 80s. The hero of the show is Daryl Jenks, the heir to the Soul Glow fortune, played by Eric LaSalle. Uh, so it's years later, his life is in tatters. His fortune has dried up as Soul Glow has fallen out of style. He's haunted Ironically, by the... because as you've seen from the movie, Soul Glow does not dry out. It leaves the hair with kind of a wet sheen all the time. I thought that would be a fun choice of words by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's uh, and he's You're also really like enjoying pronouncing words too. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 also like haunted by the robbery that he was fa uh, that he wasn't uh, he wasn't able to stop that he mm -hmm. had to rely on uh, Akeem to to stop from the robbery at the McDowell's. Yeah, Samuel uh, Jackson in yep. an early role. Uh huh. Maybe Samuel Jackson shows back up. We'll find out. However. He finds out that there's one way for uh, that Soul Glow has suddenly become very popular in one place in the world. That's right, Zamunda. So the oh. only way for him to build his fortune back is to go back and begin a coup against King Aki. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I haven't watched, is there a trailer out? I haven't watched the trailer for, the, um, for Coming well, to no, this, America. This, the, coming to America is, I think, just about uh, Eddie Murphy's son is now looking for a, for a bride, I think is what it's about. It's not a dark side of the sun kind of mercenaries in Africa overthrowing a right. kingdom. I think, it was, uh, I think it was maybe a son he didn't know about as well. I'm not, I'm not sure about this, but I think that might so, be part of it. Nothing very different, said, very different from the from the porno version coming in America, which was not not as big a success. <laughs> it rarely is, right? 
Yeah, that's true. You know what? The porno is usually is rarely as much a success or a bigger success than the original. I mean, I'd have to I'd have to compare the numbers. I'd have to pull up a spreadsheet. I mean, I probably return on investment. They're pretty close, but uh, like if you're just going by percentages, that's true. Because proportionally, the budgets are much smaller, and yeah. the advertising budgets you have to assume are much smaller. Mm-hmm. So, I almost never see like a subway advertisement for a porno. Uh-huh. <laughs> Almost never, but you see them at Subway, the restaurant, which is weird. But that's Although just I feel like, an agreement I, they made. I feel like a lot of Subway advertisements have been—I don't know—like makeshift turned into porno advertisements by hastily scrawled genitalia on everything. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a fair point. But I—it's I, right. You—you you never hear people say like, "Did you know so and so that that famous porno was actually based on a on a non-porn movie?" It's just not not a thing you hear. Maybe mm, no. in the, just in the circles I travel in, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I see somebody mention it on Reddit, and I'm like, "Oh, cool, upvote." But you know, who cares? <laughs> so we move on. We're moving on to the next property. This is the next one. I'm gonna. I, I'm going to. Okay, so coming to America, we didn't really help you with. I apologize. We'll move no, on to the next. It seems one. Sounds like, Let's sounds move like it was. Yeah, it sounds like it was perfect. <laughs> the next one we're gonna we're gonna use is Cocoon. Mm. That's right. We are gonna follow this story. Obviously. I'm going to continue the tradition or tradition. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to continue the uh, the theme of uh, like kind of modernizing it, mm-hmm. and so we're going to follow the poor guy who had to clean the pools at the retirement community. <laughs> That's right. He had to deal with all that pod gunk and all the old person jizz and whatever. Wait. <laughs> and Steve Gutenberg jizz. Yeah, thank uh, you, Stu. I thank mean, you. that part I, makes sense because there's that weird pool sex scene. But Yes. Dan, you weird. know as soon as those old people were feeling young, they, they were just making the most out of it. In the pool? Yep. Yeah, it's right there. Okay. Yeah. You're already and you're already in like your your trunks or whatever or mm-hmm. I don't know what do, I guess you if like you know costume? I guess if you found a fountain of youth pool why not have sex in it Yeah So <clears throat> imagine this poor guy has managed to find one of those uh, pod things and he decides to use it and open up a little B&B with a little magical spring in it <laughs> Maybe he takes his daughter uh, daughter along maybe a friend who's a chef uh, okay. Maybe Wait he's looking. Maybe he's looking for love, but I, you know, he never really finds it. Wait, is this? Stu, daughter- so is this? Wait, is this? Has this just turned into Gilmore Girls? <laughs> Then his daughter gets caught up in like a similar pod situation, and then the whole cycle just continues over yeah. and over. Huh. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess if you're gonna, you know, uh, if you're gonna steal, you might as well steal from the best, right? Sure. Yeah, the best sure. cocoon in Gilmore Girls doesn't get any better. <laughs> Uh, two very pleasant <laughs> entertainments. I would say. <laughs> okay, so uh, man, it's you guys have provided very few notes on these. You're really there's a them. reason when the Library of Congress buried that time capsule for the year ten thousand that all they put in it was a DVD of Cocoon and a bo- complete set of Gilmore Girls, and that was it. Yeah. Guaranteed, and a, and a, guaranteed entertainment, I think, is what the sticker said. that said, you're welcome, future. <laughs> a canticle for Lorelai, it was. <laughs> okay, so another movie that I think uh, that I watch a lot as a kid that oh, I there's more. make a great TV okay. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't know you were following the comedy rule of 18s. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, of course, I think the movie that would make a perfect TV show following this formula is Goonies. That's right. We're going to follow the Fratellis. 
They're out of prison. They t- <laughs> they team up with the rich jerks to try and take over the town. Mm. Maybe while they're searching around, they find a second pirate ship. Maybe that ship is crewed by a bunch of ghost pirates. Okay. <laughs> Maybe those ghost pirates are ghosts until they find the last piece of cursed gold. <laughs> now the Fratellis are rocked by the existence of an afterlife and ghosts and shit. So that raises the possibility that maybe they can bring Mama Fratelli back to life using magic. So our heroes travel around the globe seeking forbidden knowledge and getting into sexy adventures. The Fratellis. <laughs> so i gave you a lot of i gave you a big meal right yeah, there really, i know you so, want to take your time with it so they leave the goonies town pretty fairly early in the pilot it sounds like yeah you know yeah, I, I, mean, I, I i do want to see more of their it. sort of uh gangster three stooges <laughs> antics <laughs> now yeah. here's here's my pitch for season the season one arc it starts with them at the captains of this ghost pirate ship and then it's uh. like you're probably wondering how we got into this. The rest of <laughs> yeah. the season is just them finding stuff, and the last episode, they finally find that ghost pirate ship. They the, find the rest Captain of them is Barbosa, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like them, you know, figuring out what uh, what their role is in the town now, and, like, mourning their mother, and then having to, you know, eventually they find clues to, to what, the pirate, other pirate ship under the town in the caverns? Yeah, fuck it. We can have more pirate ships. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, each pirate ship just has clues it would be, to the it would next be, pirate ship. Yeah, it would be silly if there was only two pirate ships. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Like, it would be unbelie- unbelievable, unrealistic. Like, one makes makes sense, okay? A single pirate ship, that makes sense. But two, that's like, no, there's got to be way more than yeah. that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> two I mean, feels like a coincidence, but if there's seven of them, then it's like, okay, yeah. this is just a place where pirate ships go. Yeah, you could be yeah. like, you could do it sort of like a where in the world is Carmen San Diego of like trying to find these pirate ships. And it would be like, where's so like this? a game show? Well, where, no, they're like, <laughs> yes, no, it's like a no, globe, yes, globetrotting no. adventure where it's like, where's the next pirate ship? We could be anywhere. And like, well, no, I think it's. Number one, it's probably on the water. So let's cut out everything that's not on the water. Um, not. You know, I mean, you know. they, they, they've the, the first pirate ship they found in a cave. That wasn't it was really on, on the it water. It was on the cave. Of... It's not like open water, but there's water in the yeah, cave. There was water in the cave. That's true. What was this? Does Sloth go on adventure? Yeah, no shit. He's the star of the show. Okay. <laughs> he should be. He's Sloth, yeah. So, so is on, the show like called Sloth, Sloth or is it called the Fratellis? I mean,. Sloth and the Fratellis. Well, Sloth and the Fratellis makes the most. That's because I mean, the people Fratellis are going to call it that anyway. Well, the Fratellis just being... sounds like it's a sitcom about a about a wacky Italian family. You know, it starts out uh, being Sloth and the Fratellis. It's like the same way my parents called Happy Days Fonzie. How people used to call Happy Days just Fonzie, or mm. people used to call Alf Alf, and you're like, oh, the show's called is, Alf. No, no, Alf, Alf is called is Alf. Alf. That's. that's... <laughs> And people were calling dinosaurs dinosaurs because it was filled with all those fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> they were just calling dinosaurs baby dinosaur, and it's like, it's easier if you just say the real name. Mm-hmm. It's baby Sinclair, goddammit. <laughs> wow, so I feel, like, I feel like the last possible thing we could talk about then uh, from a movie from the 1980s, of course, is oh Teen Wolf, right? Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, that is a hit movie from the 1980s, an inexplicable hit movie from the 1980s. And if you're interested in hearing us talk about Teen Wolf, a hit movie from the 1980s, well, 
we got something nice for you up our sleeves, Dan. <laughs> uh, well, we're doing a live show uh, online uh, uh, where we talk about Teen Wolf and we do some presentations and Q&A like we do in a, a normal live show. But we've also added a few new uh, segments and wrinkles to the proceedings. Uh, People love wrinkles. <clears throat> surprises, things that could go wrong. Yep, that's what everyone loves. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to do that on Saturday, the 6th of February. That's 9 Eastern. That would be uh, 6 Pacific. Uh, this is a ticketed event, unlike the uh, uh, charitable ones we did before. This is a ticketed event, but it is a mere $10 to get that ticket. Where do you get it, Elliot? Well, you just go to www.theflaphouse.simpletix.com. That's S-I-M-P-L-E-T-I-X www.theflophouse.simpleticks.com. It couldn't be easier. Go to that URL and then buy a ticket for $10. That will give you access to the show live as well as access to a recording of the show, which will be archived for one week. So if you can't make it, Saturday, February 6th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, like say you're some widow baby that's got to go to bed, wham, wham, I'm so tired, <laughs> then just still buy that ticket and you can watch the show at your leisure after it is archived. Sounds exciting to me. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff, and we're going to talk about, that's right, Teen Wolf, as mentioned before. This is the movie that I think is one of the most requested ones for us to do live shows about, and so I think people are going to be a little excited, so excited that things might get a little hairy. Mm-hmm. Gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, dear like listeners, <laughs> my bags are packed. I have my sights set on Hollywood but maybe you could help Not me. Not a great time to travel to L.A., Stu. Just want to warn you about that. Uh, you can help me stay here in Brooklyn and not abandon my life uh, by uh, supporting my, my little bars. Uh, my little bar, Hinterlands Bar, is selling merch and Minis is selling merch. Um, but if you're interested in getting some merch from Hinterlands, we have uh, T-shirts, hoodies, bandanas, and all you have to do is email hinterlandsbarmerch at gmail.com. And we are now offering, uh, we're now offering international shipping options. So if you are uh, not from the United States and want to get your mitts on some of that stuff, you can email me. And for Minis, just go to Minis' um, Instagram page. Yeah, go to the Instagram page for Minis Bar BK. BK. Uh, thanks so much. This has been the Flophouse. I'm Stuart Wellington. Uh, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Elliot Kalin. See you Saturday, February 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific for Teen Wolf, www.theflophouse.simpletix.com. And also see you wearing a Hinterlands and or Minis shirt. Buy them both. Wear them at the same time. I mean, one of them's going to be underneath the other, so you're not going to see it's it cold, that clearly. Yeah, it's but cold. people will know that you're wearing it. I've been Elliot Kalin. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.